Welcome to the Eric Anders Leg. Whoa. Welcome. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Eric Anders Leg Show. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast in a headset. Is it throwing you Amanda, off? Amanda, what do you think? It's really throwing me off. I don't have anything I to do I got to be hands. honest. I'm liking the voice on the microphone. She likes the voice. Yeah. <laughs> She's making me shy a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and now I also can't, I can't laugh. Like, it's like I can't modulate my voice. Okay. Can I put Snowball on my lap? Yeah. Come here, buddy. That feels right. Come here. Come here. Amanda needs your support animal. Come here. I do. Hi, go. good boy. Um, did I say <laughs> did I say welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show, the podcast. We're here with Amanda Balionis. Yeah. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm so great because I have snowball on my lap. He's a really he's a good lap dog. I gotta tell you, I've been working really hard to make him like me. You put him on my lap, he's shaking a little bit. He's not into it, but we're gonna we're gonna work through this, aren't we, Snowball? He, uh, you don't quit on things that you really want. You can't. You, like, it's, <laughs> and it's, I really want Snowball to love it's me. It's like that relationship that just doesn't work out. Well, but no, I've been trying. You know, I did that. Did you? For like half a decade. And now no. I'm, I said I was never going to do it again, but here we are. I don't believe with Snowball. that. Snowball. Why half a decade? Why didn't, what happened? You know, I think it's a learning experience probably everyone goes through, but I've always been very stubborn. Yeah. So really was holding on strong to that one for five years. You, I can see you being a stubborn person. No, I don't think stubborn in a bad way, but very much so. If I want something, yes, you're never you're never going to convince me I don't want it. Right. <laughs> Even when. Yeah, you seem very resolute. And, yes. and you don't like to have your mind changed. Um, You know, it's interesting. I was a philosophy minor, so I actually really? very much appreciate seeing different points of view. Um, but yeah, I think I I have a very clear vision of where I want my life to be and go. And it's very hard to change that. But is this what you expected? Yes. Really? Yes. You, you knew you knew that you were going to do CBS, PGA Tour, I Callaway, knew, Adidas, all these great companies. No, not, not like as detailed as that. Because if I could read the future like that, I'd be way cooler than I am now. I'd be doing something way cooler. Um, but no, I always, since I was in middle school and I saw Bonnie Bernstein doing sideline for CBS, and I said, that's what I'm going to be doing. And there was never a point where I was like, maybe I should pursue another career path. Or it was always, that was the only thing I wanted to do. And it was the only thing I ever worked towards doing. Right. See, Snowball is just so out on me. Snowball, what does he want? Just, I don't what does know, he want? but He's I trying to get you. off your lap. Hang out with me, bro. So, so <laughs> hang out with me. Hang out with me. Be my friend. He's kind of got the coy thing down. Such a dude. Yeah. Look at him playing yeah. hard to get, which yeah. makes me want him more. Yeah. And I thought I learned that lesson. He might also just be gay. This is a red flag. He might, he might just be And there's gay. nothing wrong with that snowball. He's looking, he's spending his lifetime searching for the approval from his dad. Well, okay, so you, he has daddy issues. He Again, does. something he I does. noticed you're clear of. But, but I'm here his we stepdad. I'm not his, I'm not his birth <laughs> father. <laughs> Luckily, genetically, we share a lot of similar. Components. You do actually. Yeah. What do they say? Owners start to look like their dogs. Yeah. Well, he just runs around and has fun, and he has, uh, you know, he has a hard time. Well, no, anyway, <laughs> making lasting romantic relationships. Okay, cool. That's a cut. I think we're good. How long have we been rolling, guys? That was fun. That was fun. You want a Pellegrino or you want flat water? Flat water. We're at the Callaway event. Big thanks to Callaway for setting this up. You work with Callaway. What are you showing us that for, Nate? He wants. Oh, okay. How long has it been? It's been four minutes. Mm-hmm. Three and a half. I'm an incredible estimator. Okay, so feels like an eternity. So <laughs> just kidding. I just don't kidding. think that's a compliment. <laughs> um, I so we're wearing the headsets, which is we are. which is just it's fucking confusing. It's like, <laughs> are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Just look, drop them. Drop them. Okay. I feel like we're in a uh, space shuttle. 
It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, your voice, the quality of it just exponentially increases when a mic goes in front of your face. Right. I don't know what happened. I haven't changed anything. It's amazing. I haven't. I'm here for it. I haven't. Yeah. I, um, yeah, if this I, doesn't get you a girlfriend, someone listening to this podcast and hearing your voice, I'm all out of ideas. I'm getting so nervous. Have you seen me? I get ner- I'm nervous right now. Why am I nervous? <laughs> just shut up. I'm very confident and everything's great. Okay. So, well, let's start the podcast. All right. Uh, where'd you grow up? <laughs> Uh, well, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I love Pittsburgh. Right? One of the most underrated cities, I think, in our country. I just went. No, like, literally, I love... Can we talk about Pittsburgh for a while? Absolutely. When did you leave? How long were you so there? So, I left when I was nine. Oh, that's too But early. my whole family stayed... So, it was just my mom, my dad, and I okay. that moved to Lancaster. Wait, I lived in Reading. What? Yeah. I went to Kutztown for Whoa. a year and a half, played volleyball there before transferring to Hofstra. Off the 222? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. That's actually yeah. That's I crazy. I have like a there's like so. How did you end up in Reading? Uh, well, do you, do you, are you familiar with Warnersville? No. It's a small small. Is he town. literally crying now to get off my lap? No, nah, just, just this terrible. Just for him? swaddle him. Just swaddle him. Yeah. <gasps> is he gonna pee on me or something? No, no. Because no. he's unhappy. Please I mean, don't don't spike pee. I had a dog that spike peed once. What? No, yeah. he would never do that. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe he might want to get down. I don't know. What Why do you mean you... he might want to get down? It does look like he he one million percent wants to get. There we go. Good boy. Um, wait, so I, I went to rehab in Pennsylvania. That feels right for that yeah. Reading area. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have, there's not a lot there. Other there is than it. Either fucked up people or people that are trying not to be fucked well, up. Well, isn't, there's a boarding school there, right? The Hill School? <laughs> uh, I, he just oh, put his paw on my leg. All right. Did. I'm okay, going to back up. I'm going to give you some space. Oh, snowball. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, so I, anyway, I was there, but, but I just went to Pittsburgh for the first time. Colt and I went like, something went on with my mic. Okay. We went like, um. A month ago or whatever, and I like fell in love with. What Pittsburgh. did you go there for? We went to play golf at uh, Fox Chapel. Oh, in Fox Oakmont. Chapel! Yeah, yeah. My whole family are members there. They were what? members there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's cool. It's like one of my favorite courses in the world. Yeah, it's that area is so great, and I think what I love most about Pittsburgh is it's such like an inspiring story when you look at the city because obviously, I, people still look at it as a very blue collar city where people worked in the steel mills, right? Like my grandfather worked in the steel mill. It's that is just what Pittsburgh started out as. And then when all of those, when all that shut down, the whole city reinvented itself and right. there's something just so new and beautiful. And and what time are you talking I about? Think it's so cool. Um, I mean, I think over what? the last probably 15 years. Yeah. Okay. That's what I heard. It has really changed. Can you put the mic closer to your mouth, please? I don't know. Cause no you have a great voice. Thank you. Yeah, but you... usually it's really loud. No, no, but it's fine. He's, you, we got it right. Okay, that's We're good. Because pretty soon he's going to say, can you put that farther away from yeah. your mouth? Because yeah. no one's ever said to me, we can't hear you. Yeah. Did you speak up? Well, it's something, it's not, it, it, I don't know, anyway. We'll maybe happened. it's my volume. But yeah, I've it, never, like I said, this is this head contraption is just so. It's throwing you off. I'm used to having the mi- <laughs> a mic, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. welcome to the Eric Anders Lang show. Now I'm like. Yeah. See, we're pushing boundaries right now. So, so, but. How you left Pittsburgh in the nineties? Nineties, late nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Wait, I'm so, thirty-two. It's okay. Thirty-two <laughs> is a good number. Is it? Yeah, it's a great number. Okay, new. Yeah, yeah. thirty-three. Jesus, I'm Jewish. Are you really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So wait, so <laughs> Mr. Rogers, Andy Warhol, uh, yes. Pittsburgh, and there's an amazing Andy Warhol exhibit. Did yeah, you go to I it? I didn't go. We didn't have time. <gasps> you have to go back. It's great. Yeah, it is great. My mom and I have gone many, many times, and cool. it never gets old. Did, we went on a bike ride through through Pittsburgh. Didn't didn't I say I could live here? I could move here. If it weren't for how brutal the winters 
get and now I'm such a spoiled baby living in Florida or in California for the last basically decade. Yeah. I would move back there I think in a heartbeat. I mean and it's one of the ultimate sports cities. When you drive through the tunnels and it opens up and you get this amazing view of the skyline and PNC Park and Heinz Field. Oh, it's just the best, man. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. And they have a, a good city. fall there. We were there in the fall. Mm. The, the, it was incredible. The golf was incredible. So wait, your family is all member at Fox Chapel? What, the, yeah. what, what are the chances? Huge golf family. So my grandparents met on a golf course. My no. mom's parents. Wait, they met on a golf yeah. course. That's very unusual. Yes, they met on a golf course. What year? Like oh, 19, man, I don't know. 1920, 30, 40? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not great with numbers. But right. But my mom's, sometime I, if I tell you how old my, mom's, my mom is, she will kill me. So, okay. I yeah. I would like you to live. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, and the uh, big thing in my from on my mom's side of the family is when we all die, not to be too morbid, when Whoa. we all die, we're all going to meet on the first tee in heaven because they're all very convinced that there's a golf course in heaven. So that's where we're all going to meet. Or, weirdly, if there isn't a golf course and my grandfather was wrong, we're meeting at the big clock. Because he, he, for some reason, thinks there's, there's going to be, be a, a big clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, golf has been like – chipping green? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll meet there then. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, golf has been a fabric of my life since I can remember. That is it. Sorry, I'm turning my phone off. That is a beautiful um, image of heaven. Right? You yeah. can – yeah, you can come meet us on the first tee. But, You're invited. Uh, you know, I did want to – can you go to heaven? I'm sorry. Did yeah. You, did Jews go to heaven? Yeah, like, we just don't believe in hell. It's actually the perfect oh, situation. Oh, that's the difference. <laughs> so you're definitely meeting on the first date. Actually, I think <laughs> Jewish people, for the most part, just don't believe in an afterlife. But no. we pick and choose what we believe in Do you in actually believe in an afterlife? I do. Really? Oh, I very much so that's believe so in cool. an afterlife. So what is that like? I don't know. Um... That's a really good question. I've been reading some like very hippy dippy books okay. recently, like, and there's like bound with hemp and stuff. No, there's the one. I'm, God, this is embarrassing. The one I'm reading right now uh, is written by this man who I heard his podcast on Oprah's Soulful Sundays. Okay. So I have. I'm a this, big fan of Oprah. Oh my gosh, do you listen to her Soulful Sundays? Uh, no, but my mom keeps sending it to me. Listen. Yeah. I, I Thanks, can't, mom. Respect. Yeah, right. it's amazing. Yeah. So this is what I do. And I, I have like pretty high anxiety and I get very nervous, especially before. That me. Oh, yeah. Since I was very little. Um, I mean, you have such a stressful job. I do have a stressful. I didn't know if you were being sarcastic. I'm being completely serious. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, no. You have to interview some yeah. of the world's most famous athletes after their moments of glory in your life. Yeah, I know. But or, I think I thrive. failure. I do thrive off of that fast pace, like you have one chance to do it right. Like I thrive in that environment. Interesting. Yeah. So but I'm very like high. Anxi- yeah. I guess right. I'm a little bit of a masochist, right. I guess in that way. But, um, yeah, I was listening. So for Oprah soulful Sunday, I actually think I started this last year. I think it might've been before, like one of my first NFL games. And I just had so much nervous energy and I really have been working on like staying present. Like look at the, the background on my phone. It what is says, that? Oh, I need a clearer mic. Hold on. Don't what? Don't look at these texts. Apparently, no. And it was sports updates. Stay present. Stay present. Oh and I God, can't tell you this. how many times I look at my phone and I'm like, "You're right. Put the phone down." So I have a problem with staying present, which happens with people with high anxiety, right? Because you're either worried about the past or you're worried about the future. Mm. Like you're never really there. That's what causes anxiety. So I started downloading Oprah's Soulful Sundays, and I would start my morning before a big work, job, day, whatever, um, listening to the podcast, putting my phone on airplane mode. And then, so it was like an hour of just like me time running on the treadmill, listening to this podcast. 
And then it like completely reset my day and my mind. And she has some wild guests on. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Wild. So one of the guys is the book I'm reading now. And it's about how to tell how old your soul is. No way. (laughs) Yeah. That's the title? Yeah. And you have to confer with your um, spirit guides. Okay. Where are they? I haven't gotten to that part yet how i find my spirit guys but like he tells you how old mother Teresa's soul was and like it's like a zero to ten i think she had a younger soul but the whole purpose of this book basically is to explain that your soul continues to come back in different forms and in different people until it's learned and accomplished what it needs to learn so i don't i don't know what that means like in particular but i feel like so my soul has existed in another form somewhere and like that's where that's why i am here today so because my soul needed to learn something different than what it learned in its past life what i don't know <laughs> how to handle anxiety you're only 32 <laughs> i guess yeah but it's wild so yeah i very much believe in that stuff i buy that yeah right I buy that. I, I don't, how old do you think your soul is i don't know uh you know it's funny actually what you just said the idea of Mother Teresa being a young soul. The irony would be if all the fucker jerks in the world were old souls because they were like, this place sucks. Right? <laughs> Can <laughs> we just been, stop coming back yeah, here? <laughs> we've been in line at the DMV for like thousands of years. Can I please just get my license? I do. But don't you kind of believe that? I think every lifetime, if you believe in multiple lifetimes, I think you do have a purpose of something you need to learn. Yeah. Right? Like just one agree. big life lesson in whatever that is. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know, I do believe that in my past life, I was a fisherman. Ooh, why do you think that? Maybe because I've read The Old Man in the Sea too many times. <laughs> but okay. it's just this beautifully simple book. It's really the only book that I read. I read it every year. Um, We're going to have to talk about that. Have you ever read it? No, but that's weird. You read one book every year, and it's the same <laughs> one? <laughs> I read some other books in between, but I'm not much of a reader. No, I'm a huge reader. I don't really ingest information that's, that's, that's created. Why is that? I find the world is pretty informational. You it know what is, I mean? Like yeah. I, I would much rather sit in the win- in the plane and look out the window or yeah. daydream or observe other people. Because uh, you're creative. Maybe, yeah. 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 You can like live in your own head. You're pretty creative too. No, no, I'm not creative. I don't have one creative bone in my body. Really? Which I think is what makes me. Hang on, time out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's all types of different podcasts that I've been a part of, right? Yeah. And, and I don't know, like we're, we're like 14 minutes in. Yeah. But it's already a good one. So you're not giving yourself enough credit for being for counting conversation as a creative endeavor. Maybe. I guess I just I think I'm more of just, a, I'm having fun. Yeah. OK. I guess more just like you're creative. Like you can come up with concepts out of thin air. I do not. I just regurgitate what I see and hear <laughs> around me so that others can also know what I have seen and heard around me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never worried about misquoting somebody. Why? Because I hear what they say, and then I just regurgitate what they say. Like, it would never occur to me to, like, exaggerate it or do something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not creative. I just hear something, and then I go, bleh. That's what they said. Interesting. (laughs) You throw up. That's that's gotten you well this far, I guess. Right? (laughs) Okay. So, uh, grandparents met on a golf course. Yeah. I want to dig in. They're the best. What What do you know? I don't, I don't know how – I'd have to call my that, mom to, like, really get the details. I think it was something call about – Call her right now. She'll I, answer the phone. I think it call was – I'm telling you, call her. No, she's a – do you know where my mom is right now? Israel? She's I on her know. first <laughs> girl's trip in Vegas. No, really? Yeah. yeah. That's the cutest thing ever. It's, 
I'm so worried. Why? I don't know. I text her when she landed, and I was like, stay together. Don't accept drinks from strangers. Come on. And like, yeah, text me if you need anything. I'm a quick flight away. Have you been, have, have you had a bad experience in Vegas that makes no, you feel like? No, I have too much fun in Vegas, and I yeah. don't want to picture my mom also having too much fun. She's fine. She's gotten through this far. I feel like I should have tracked like her banking statements to make sure she's not going back to the ATM too many times and stuff. Right. Like, who's going to control her? Not her friends. Herself? I mean, no. Oh, she's not... God, I hope so. I don't know. Do you, do, is this, okay, I can't get into the psychology. <laughs> I was going to say, is this reverse parenting, but I can't get into Oh, I'm such a reverse parent. Are you yeah. really? That's, As an again, only child, probably. comes back to the anxiety. Yeah. 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 I'm worried really? about everyone all the time. Interesting. <laughs> now I'm going to worry about you and Snowball. Why? I don't know, because that's just what I do. I do have a, I would probably, I can, I, I'm self-aware enough to know that my parenting style of snowball is a tad <laughs> unusual, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so, but I, and we're not going to call your mom, but I, I, you know, we, I, one of my biggest themes in my life I've found is, uh, whether on the golf course or through the game of golf, mm -hmm. you, um, basically meet so many unusual people, you know, yeah. and, uh. And and not even unusual, but you meet people that go on to affect your life in big ways. So yeah. it's really interesting to hear that your like life started from that story generations ago. Yeah, and it's uh, golf. It's so interesting because people assume, I think, when you're involved in the golf world, unlike every other sport, that if you talk about it, you cover it, you work in it, you have to be fanatical about playing it. And that's not me at all. I love being around the game, and I've always loved being around the game. Like, some of my best memories is, you know, I mean, I grew up on a golf course. And, like, walking with my friends on the golf course late at night, probably doing things we shouldn't have been doing. But whatever. Like, golf has always been present for me. Or, like, going up to the practice putting green at our clubhouse, you know, just to hang out with my dad and just watching him putt. No, this is in Lancaster now. Okay, right. Now Where we're on to Ben Creek Country Club. Club. Uh, ben Creek Country ben Club. Creek. Okay. Yeah. I'm so it's familiar. like the rival of LCC. It's, oh, really? Uh, but yeah, so it's just, it's always just been there. And I've always really appreciated the beauty of being outside. Everyone's generally always in a good mood. You know, like that's what I think of when I think of my parents and golfing. I think of them being so happy and supportive. And so it's not so much that I am fanatical about playing, right. but I very much know how it can enrich your life in so many ways, not just by me wanting to go out, you know, to the driving range and, and bang balls for an hour. Like, right. I don't have to do that to appreciate the game and know what it's already given me throughout my whole life. Right. You know? Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, the, but but do you, I need the story about how they met on the golf course. Or do you not, or do we not know I the details? I think I, I want to say my grandfather had asked out my grandmother and she had said no. Gangster. And then she was such a G. And then I think he was like off on a war, came back from said war. They ran into each other on the golf course. And then like she said, yes. And they, yeah. They, and then, were, they were independently members at Fox Chapel together? I believe so. Wow. I want to say yes. Yes. If not that golf course and another one. And right. then eventually Fox Chapel came into play with my aunts and uncles. And, That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, you know, like, because I grew up in a town pretty similar to Pittsburgh, okay. slightly, like, like, uh, not you know. Reading. <laughs> no, no, no. That was I, I grew up in a town called Madison, New Jersey, which is a. It would be since Pittsburgh is kind of a group of suburbs, from mm -hmm. what I understand. Yeah. Um, it Madison is just a suburb in New Jersey, but it's this very similarly uh, feel, right, with the same okay. kind of trees, the same kind of materials used for buildings. Yeah. 
Um, not a lot of bridges, but just old, you know, as compared to California. Um, so anyway, I felt right at home there, so I really liked it. I, and that's all you want, right? I would say that's why I moved out to California. When Callaway called me and said, we have no idea if you'd be interested in this, but would you want to move to San Diego? Who called you? Chad? Uh, I think it was Scott Gorham. Harry? Oh, Scott. Okay. Yeah. And he said, we have no idea if you'd be interested in this. And they couldn't even get the sentence out fast enough before I was. I have always wanted to live in San Diego because every time I came here, it felt like home. Right. And I didn't know why because it's unlike anywhere else I'd ever lived or been. But I just knew I would be so happy here. Yeah. And isn't that like, I just feel like that's a cool thing to feel. Like when you go to Pittsburgh and you're like, I know I could live here and be happy and you would be. Yeah. Because. Could you go back to Pittsburgh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 When um, so when Callaway called, you had been working for the PGA Tour for three years, five, five, five years. years. Wow. Yeah. And you were doing um, what were the shows? You did like every show. There was like ninety shows. Yeah, we did. So I was yeah, like basically like the the host for PGAtour.com. Right. And then their live which stuff I, until I, th- until you were hired over me for no reason, which we won't get into. I didn't know. I, <laughs> she's referring to a small glitch. Uh, <laughs> someone for, fucked up the numbers. Uh, <laughs> which actually ended up being the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because that week was the moment I realized I had hit my ceiling there. And I had to look for other opportunities. And I'm not kidding you. I made, that, I made my mind up that week that I had to go. And the next day... I got a phone call. I got the phone call from Callaway out of the blue. No saying, way. Do you, yeah. The Thursday yeah. after that. So you might actually be part of the reason why my whole life took this massive turn for the better. How about that? That's pretty incredible. Right? I wasn't. And I, I hated you. You but hated look, me. No, I didn't hate you. She hated I hated this. No, I hated the situation. That's so But funny. I did hate you when I heard you go, so like, are we live when the red light goes on? And I was like, this guy. This, this guy, guy got the live job that I wanted. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I know. And you kept saying that. And I was like, I've been working five hard years to get this opportunity. Well, and this gonna... guy doesn't even know what the red light means. <laughs> I uh, We're going to get back to the story. It's we'll be right space. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Got a great read for you here. Stay tuned till the end of it because there is a massive deal at the end of this read. Precision Pro Golf, maker of the NX7 Series Rangefinder, is proud to bring you this spot on the Eric Anders Lang Show. The Eric Anders Lang Show is bringing golf to the masses, which is pretty rad. And Precision Pro is bringing accurate measurements to golfers at an affordable price. Their NX7 Series Rangefinder was named Best Value Golf Rangefinder by MyGolfSpy.com. You heard that right. Best Value Golf Rangefinder at MyGolfSpy.com. With all the bells and whistles that golfers love without the bloated price tag that other companies charge, it's the perfect rangefinder to add to your golf bag this year. So right now, Precision Pro is offering $20 off the NX7 Series Rangefinder. Go to precisionprogolf.com, precisionprogolf.com, and use coupon code ERIC, E-R-I-K. Do not spell my name wrong this time, folks. For a free uh, lifetime battery replacement, wait, for $20 off, and then you also get free lifetime battery replacement service. Whoa. Dude, you know how many times my battery dies in my rangefinder where I'm just like, ugh, grind. Give me a battery. They're so expensive. If you can actually get take advantage of that, you could eventually get a free rangefinder by the end of the time. Uh, yeah, they're not joking, folks. Lifetime battery replacement services. You can check out the awesome reviews on their website or on Amazon. Amazon, that's what's up. Uh, to read what other golfers are saying about Precision Pro Golf Rangefinders. Once again, go to precisionprogolf.com and use coupon code E-R-I-K, K as in awesome, 
for $20 off. Swing with confidence. Hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. All right, folks. You know my favorite golf shoe, don't you? I think you do. It's three-stripe life, y'all, and that means Adidas. Um, and so anyway, I just wanted to tell you that when I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Tour 360, obviously, and uh, they've made a huge update to the Tour 360, and uh, the two letters that it's concerned with are the letters X and T, okay? The Tour 360 XT changes the game, okay? It's lighter, so your feet feel even better after a round. By the way, a light golf shoe is what I'm all about. A heavy, there are some other companies making heavy golf shoes, and I'm just like, by the way, I weigh enough. There's enough going on. I'm carrying a golf bag. I'm carrying my team. Um, Tour XT changes the game. It's lighter, so your feet feel even better after a round, and it still features that boost, y'all. Do you know where boost comes from? It And boost is cool because it only comes in black and white. I don't know if you noticed that. And actually, they the guy who made boost like was going to bring it to some other, you know, they, they were shopping it around, and everyone else said no. Adidas was like, I'll take that boost, even though it's only black and white. And what did Adidas do with it? They made it awesome. I'm looking at boost right now on my feet boost on my feet uh and it has an x-shaped traction system that gives you insane stability literally it's not sane it's literally crazy your feet will literally be like i'm crazy best part it comes in spikeless Ooh, that's tight the first spikeless ever in the history of the tour 360 crazy comfortable and perfect for the course get your pair at adidas.com thank me later follow adidas golf for all the latest and greatest that's all true statements right there check it out go support adidas because they're a good company good people i like it Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. And three, two, one, and we're back in. All right. <laughs> Got a great day for golf for you folks. We're wearing headsets. Amanda... How's the golf out there today? So good. It was so fun, wasn't yeah, it? It was, it was a great little setup. Callaway always does a great job of thinking outside the box. They're very creative. Yeah. No, they yeah. are. They are, yeah. actually. Uh, they've got a great team. Um, but you were talking about the moment. It, you, you mentioned something I think it might have gotten watered down, but you were like, basically, you wouldn't maybe have left your job had it not been for a potentially uh, negative experience that you had around not even about me but you know we can call it anybody you know what i mean but it's it's, what i'm getting at is on like a spiritual level those negative experiences ultimately are the most fertile yeah i don't think you can evolve or grow into what you're meant to evolve and grow into unless you have those moments right where like you realize man i am hitting i'm banging my head against the wall and it's I don't enjoy doing this anymore, right? Yeah. And that's in all facets of life, not just in work. But I think it's important to realize that was probably the first time in my life where I realized, okay, I need to make a change. What I'm doing isn't working and I need to change it and get out of my comfort zone. Right. And when this whole thing had happened, I was actually in the middle of getting my 200-hour yoga teacher training. Oh. And – it was like all the things just aligned, right? Because that yoga teacher training was all about breaking down who you are, what you're struggling with, how do you grow from it? Because their whole theory was you can't really be an effective teacher if you are stuck like in, you know, murky waters with your own life. Right, so right. it was like clearing out all of that stuff, starting new, 
So I'm going through that. And at the same time, I'm starting to like kind of open my eyes about what the rest of my life is looking like and what maybe drove me to go to this yoga teacher training. And yeah, that week was the week where I said, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I have to really just trust that this is not for me anymore. And I just like knew in my soul, this was not for me anymore. And it was funny. The moment I had kind of like admitted that to myself, the next day I get that phone call. That's bizarre. With an opportunity that just came out of nowhere. And it was, yeah, I remember calling my parents and being like, I'm moving to California. And they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I am. Like, only child. I've always been close to my, you know, parents. Do they, do, where do they live now? Uh, Florida. Okay. In yeah. Jacksonville? Uh, no, in Sarasota. Okay. Yeah. So, but, you know, part of the reason they moved to Florida when they did was to be closer to me. Right. You know, so... It was just one of those things where I really felt like for the first time I have to do something for myself and maybe my career isn't going to work out the way I always envisioned it, but it certainly isn't going to work out the way I envisioned it if I stay here. Sure. Right? So, yeah, kind of taking that leap of faith. Now, it it wasn't as big of a leap of faith because I did obviously have a job secured then out here, uh, but it was certainly not the path that I thought I was going to take. And it ended up taking me exactly where I wanted to be in the end, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not like a leap of faith as much as I think it is just like a life change. Which is scary, it, oh, right? It's, it's the scariest thing ever. Yeah. It's so scary. If you're a control freak, type A, high anxiety, <laughs> that's a very scary thing right. to just say, okay, I don't know what all the answers are. I don't know what this is going to look like, but let's just do it. But some, But that was like a good life lesson for me was you don't always have to let things get to the most extreme and the most terrible to to be able to pivot you know so you're into yoga you're into meditation I'm, i suck at meditation do you meditate um i can oh I, I, I get don't. itchy what do you mean really itchy like, like the physically? minute like yeah literally so like, like i they, need to shower like i i get itchy all over my face really yeah it's like it comes out physically in me when i try to quiet my mind my body's like Mm-mm. that's interesting <laughs> yeah Wait, so the Soulful Sundays is not a meditation? I think that's my form of meditation because I'm physically moving. I think I really have to be physically moving to turn my brain off. Right. I really do. It's like something about doing those two things together. Um, Yeah, definitely calms my mind down. Well, wasn't yoga originally invented as a precursor to meditation? I think yoga and meditation... I think when you meditate, you're doing yoga. Right. Right? I mean, if you can do the breathing and silence your mind. But yeah, I think that is why vinyasa physical yoga resonates with me because I'm moving my body and can quiet my mind then, but I can't just sit and quiet my mind. And do you find that that, uh, is a basically a a work exercise, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, do you need to do that in order to perform your job? Well, yes, yes, absolutely. How does that, how? Well, cause you, your stress builds and builds and you're not always going to be perfect on live television. Right. So, wow. What's the biggest mistake you made recently? Uh, or are you, know. or do you like hyper judge yourself and you even see sometimes when you like all the time, but bumble a syllable. Yeah. All the time. Oh yeah. I will. I'll get done doing a hit and feel like there's no way people even understood what explain, I was just saying. Explain a hit for the lay listener. Yeah. Just doing a, a on air talking on air. 30 for seconds. Two minute, minute, and a half. Yeah. A minute and a half, whatever it is. And it is like, I'll get done with it and be like, oh, I'm going to get fired. That was horrendous. Now, obviously, you're you're hypercritical. No one is, else is seeing it that way. Or are they like, yeah, that was bad? No, I generally, I see it worse than other people do. But, I mean, I use social media as a great 
um, like barometer as to how bad something really was. Like really? if one person says something, I'm like, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. But if I check my Twitter after a hit that I think was not great and 10 people are saying close to what I was thinking, I'm like, oh man, that sucked as bad Wait, as I thought it did. Like what? I'm dying to know. Can you tell me? Oh, I don't know. Like, um, I, one time I could not get Xander Shoffley's name out for some reason. I just like got tongue tied somehow like sex it sounded like i said sex like sander i don't even know how i did it and he looked at me and like oh he's a callaway guy right and from san diego like we're, we're friendly yeah. and he was like because so it's different when you know someone on a more like friendly level you know what i mean because yeah. it, it's you're more apt to like they're more apt to laugh at you i think <laughs> Because they right. know you, and they know inside you're just really struggling with something. Well, he's a laughing kind of guy. And he's hilarious. He's, like, one of the best humans, I think, on the PGA Tour. I am a huge Xander Schauffele fan. I think that's what I did, actually. You just, Xander, you just yeah, did it. However that turned out. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, basically it sounded like I said, like, sexly or something like that. Right. And I was like, oh, God, please tell me no one noticed that. And I just said it so quickly. And I look at my Twitter, and it's like. <laughs> it's like 10 people quoting it. I was like, okay. They all so I definitely said that everybody heard what I thought I said. At least you didn't call him Top Cock. Is Did that you a see th that one? No. Oh, my God. I don't even Kid. think we should be talking about that. I feel like this is such <laughs> bad juju. You didn't say the newscaster was like, the, she was trying to say the nation's top cop. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, the arrest was made by the nation's top cock. Top cock. And then she literally goes, top cock. <laughs> and, then, and then she goes, she starts laughing and she goes top cop and the guy and the and it was like a it was like a news Losing anchor. Right. The guy next to her goes, <laughs> "That's gonna be on YouTube later." <laughs> it's I mean, so good. That's Just the thing Google when you start cop. mispronunciating something, you, then you get in your own head about it and it yeah. makes it so much worse. Because especially when you're live and there's no that happened to me the PGA Championship actually. No Adam way. Scott, I was doing the statistical thing about him. And I meant to say, looking for his second major. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I said second. I, was, I meant to say he was looking for a second major championship of his career. Uh -huh. Right. And at first I said looking for his second major championship of the week. I was like, no. <laughs> so then they, thank God our producer, Lance Barrow, he's amazing. He, uh, like, gave me time to correct it. Right? right. So I'm like, of the week. I mean, the month. <laughs> And I, think, and I think I even book. said it like and I think I even said year like my brain was just like yeah. short circuiting. Yeah. And as they cut off me, my mic was still on and I didn't know. And I said under my breath, I was like of his career, like just like to <laughs> myself so sad. And so many people heard it. They're like, it sounded like you were locked in a closet <laughs> by yourself, just like ready to end it all. And right. I was like, I, right. I was very sad. Right. This <laughs> but is at least they heard me correct it, which yeah. even though it sounded like I was in a locked closet, like as they were on another hole. I can't believe how hard it is to do live stuff. I've the yeah. only thing I've really done. We were talking about this earlier, like when we were outside about Maddie G taught me a lot, and and um, uh, you know who who taught. Who, you know, who were inspired by or whatever. Yeah. And I, I had to do this like live Q and A with Dustin Johnson. Okay. And I mean, you know, it's not a secret. Like Dustin, yeah. Dustin's not a talker. He's not like you know, we, we, he doesn't. Um, you know, he'll he'll say that about himself. He, yeah, and he's not going to help you, right? Yeah. 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 And so, um, and I, you know, I mean, I don't have notes. Like we're talking, we're finding the conversation. I'm used to that a little bit. I, although at that time I hadn't started the podcast, so okay. I, I've learned a lot over the past year. Yeah, um, I will say though, Dustin, 
as long as you ask him smart questions, he's going to give you a good answer. Agreed. You know, but there are certain guys, like when I say he's not going to help you, there are certain guys I could ask the worst question on the planet, like a Jason Day. Right. Yeah. I could just ask I could ask him the dumbest question and he's gonna answer me as like, This is what you really meant to ask me. You yeah. know, like Dustin's gonna answer exactly what you ask him. Cause I yeah. think he's like, I do my job, you do yours. Yeah. <laughs> Which I kinda yeah. respect. Well, and he's not like you know, I mean, D- people have different, you know, ways of, you know, being. He's not he's not gonna like try and entertain anybody, which is cool. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I had to go in there and like I I basically went in with no notes. It was a fifteen minute live with a cat with an audience. Cat, oh, you need notes for that. I didn't have notes because I didn't know. Oh no. And I made a big mistake basically. And luckily it was with Adidas, who I've now obviously you and I have both continued to work yeah. with. But I was I was I felt like it was a huge failure at the end. What was the mistake? It was that I just I just had multiple moments of basically stumbling. Oh, because you were trying to think of what comes up next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and um, you know, then it's at the same time it was him, and then it was like uh, executives from Adidas, right? Like four of them. You know what I mean? Right. And I had to like kind of like cue, and I had like a thing. I'd like cue them into things. And I had to cue them into things, and I had it. I did great. Everyone told me I did yeah. great, but in my head I was like, I fucked that up. Oh well, but that's the thing. It always does feel worse usually than than how it actually seemed to everyone else yeah. right because i but i think that's part of it i don't think you're going to be good in this or really in any job if you're not the hardest harshest critic of yourself yeah you're never going to rise to the top of anything yeah you know what i mean like you can't have other people be like you really need to be better and you respond and be like i thought i nailed it yeah <laughs> yeah you know like that's not a recipe for success so i don't, but also i think live can be easier than tape too because you don't have the time to overthink it right you kind of just have to go which i really appreciate because i find now when i tape things i get way too in my own head about could i have said that better could i have phrased that better should i have done this okay yeah let's do it over right like take 27 where if you just have one time to do it you got to just do it that's true and that's one of the you know one of the ways we've looked at this podcast which is podcast like what the <laughs> there, see I, <laughs> I i made that happen to you it is kind of, we are prodding with questions um mm-hmm. anyway so uh <laughs> but luckily we can make those mistakes on the podcast and have fun with it but we, right. you know it's been cool to not have a um you know a buffer on it yeah it's, there's no editing right that's the thing yeah. it's I, I do i think that's the most authentic and genuine thing you can do and i think that resonates with people that's the thing like when i made that mistake with adam scott and i could not figure out how many times in a week he had won a major championship it was a lot it was funny because that was a moment i wasn't really all that hard on myself like i knew i knew what i was talking about and i just misspoke and just couldn't get the words out right and people's response were it was funny like they were really kind everyone was cracking up at it they weren't mean-spirited about it anything like that you know what i mean so i almost felt like it was a really good moment where i felt closer to my community because you don't always have to be i don't think anyone wants anyone to appear perfect all the time right right like that'd be great if we could be but it's not real yeah that's basically my whole brand is built around that idea (laughs) (laughs) not not being perfect (laughs) Um, you're, you, so you were talking about my voice, but now you're, I'm hearing your voice in my headphones. You have a great voice. Are you ever recognized for your voice? Yes. Do, do people ever say that? Yes. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I don't think it's always nice, but yeah, I mean, I have a very deep, loud voice. I yeah. think it's my octave of voice that really carries. Octave. Yeah. What do you mean? Like the love, like the sound, 
Is, I think is if that you have decibels, a, or is that no, the, is that the like tone. the note? The, yeah. What note do you play? Do you know what it is? No, I don't know. I should. You know, I played cello for twelve Throat years. Note? I oh, should sorry. know that. Oh nope. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's the octave that my it like cuts through. Yeah, things. it does. It's like I'll be talking to, I, in what I think is the same level as everyone else, and like. Three tables away, someone would be like, I could hear every word you said. Really? And nothing of anyone else's. And Are you like, a loud talker? I don't think I am. Maybe. I guess. I mean, everyone else tells do, me I am. You do reporting in front of what's the largest stadium of NFL, right? Yeah. And that, you know, you don't really need to talk loud for that because you have really? your mic, you have your IFBs in. Yeah. That kind of stuff. IFB. You don't. Yeah. I asked you what that was. You did. Uh, remember? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. When all I wanted was the job that you were given, and you were like, but what's an IFB? And what does the red light mean? What, is, what is an IFB? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Um, I think I remember. it. I have no idea what it is. You know what it means? Internal. Finance Bureau? Yep. Nope. <laughs> it's a it's an internal frequency brand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know either. So but you put it in your ear, and then you can hear people in the truck talk to you. So you, you did golf for uh, seven years? And uh, then I guess this is my eighth year. Right. But but how long did you do golf before you entered into uh, CBS? Yeah. Five. Five and a half. Right. Because so I was with the PGA Tour, and then it wasn't even a year. I wasn't even a year here at Callaway until um, when everything happened with Turner Sports, because Turner Sports promoted me from their digital coverage to TNT. Right. TNT is produced by CBS for PGA Championship Week. And then that's all that whole thing. Yeah, I remember. I was very happy to see you. I remember I saw that. I, I got like, that oh, phone yay. call that they have promoted me from digital to TNT coverage. And I called my parents bawling my eyes out. And they thought someone died. Aww. And I was like, no, this is good. I'm finally <laughs> going to be on television. <laughs> Not just the internet. Yeah. I mean, you just How far back can you trace that uh, dream? Yeah. Seventh grade, sixth grade. Wow. I mean, here's the thing. My, one of my first memories is being at Old Three River Stadium watching the Steelers with my parents. Like, one of the first times I can remember really being emotional when I was younger was when the Steelers lost to the Cowboys in the Super Bowl mm. and crying. Like, I have loved sports my whole life. Like, really loved watching sports. And I've always loved playing them, too, right? But I've always just loved that atmosphere and the sense of community that sports brings, right? Like, how fun is that? You can go to a stadium and you don't know anyone around you and you're all high-fiving and cheersing and drinking beer together and rooting for one one thing where really that could be the only thing you have in common right. with 100 people around you, but everyone is best friends in that moment. Like right. that is so cool to me. And I, it's the same thing for golf. It's, it's any sport, right? Like you could go out and play golf with someone, have nothing in common with them, but have the best time because you have that one thing in common. Yeah. I just think that's so cool, especially today with how sad our world is. It's like really nice. Wait, is our world sad? It's really sad. Why? I don't know. The world's just in turmoil. Constant turmoil. Yeah, I have a tough time with that one too. Right? I actually believe that the world's doing pretty well. Do you as a uh, whole? Yeah, I mean I just I mean, I know that I'm being a bit short sighted and there are a lot of parts of the world that are in an incredible amount of turmoil, but yeah. at the same time I truly believe that the fact that the entire planet is not on fire is actually pretty remarkable. You know what? If you look at it that way, and that's where we set the standard, <laughs> yes, I would agree with you. It's that's a great, yeah, that's a great way of looking Seriously at it. Seriously, though, I mean, I mean, I, I, I know that America is a bit of, you know, depending on how you look at it, um, what's the word? Uh, it's not a utopia, really, but it, but it kind of is. I mean, we kind of, 
we kind of, well, whatever. Let's not. Yeah. I'm about to get political. We don't need to go. No, we don't need to get political. Your image coming to my mind of you at Three Rivers, like, is just the cutest thing. Like, I learned every swear word that game. Really? Like, I have such vivid, I was three and have such vivid memories of that game. Do you remember Neil O'Donnell? I do remember Neil O'Donnell. Do you know where he grew up? No, where? Four doors down from me. Shut up. Yeah. How cool is that? I threw the ball with him as a kid. What? Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. He was a bit older than me, but yeah. he had one of those big Chuck, ass. Was Chuck Knoll still the coach then? I think so. I don't remember that far. Yeah. But I remember Neil had, um, I was probably in my early teens, and and, and my, my family were like, oh, yeah, let's go throw the football with Neil. And I was like, great. And we went out, and we, I lived on a big cul-de-sac, so there was never any traffic. And we would just stand in the middle of the street, and I remember, like, I couldn't comprehend the size of this fucking football like because it was yeah. this nfl ball like, right he wasn't playing a college ball right wasn't like a nerf it was like bigger than my abdomen you know and like he threw it with such force that it just it was actually not fun that is so cool though my but you'll always have Neil. that story That's yeah but he awesome. grew up madison dodgers it was very very well known anyway um but yeah That's the awesome. the idea of sport and and the connectivity there is is pretty remarkable even as Isn't so and, and what's interesting to me is you know, I mean, you're not coming to this saying, I want to be an athlete. You're not coming to this saying. Right. You're not even really saying that I want to go hit the links Monday, Thursday, Friday. No, I don't. You're saying sport for you is, what? what is sport? I mean, I get it's that, but, but what is it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's community. To me, that's what it is. I think it's just finding a common ground that takes you away from everyone's real world problems. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when something really bad happens in my life. I, and especially the last couple years, the only thing uh, aside from like my mom and like whatever, but I would say like for me personally, the only thing that's gotten me through it is being able to go to work, shut out the rest of the world and watch a freaking football game or go and and cover a golf tournament. Like that gets me out of my own head more than anything else on this planet. Right. And th- I know I'm not, I know it's not just me, right? Like that's why people watch sports. That's why they go to games. That's why they spend money on tournament tickets. You know, they do it so they can be around their loved ones and get away from the real world. Right. So I, what, what's better than that? You know, I just don't I, – I don't know. I just think sports is the great – I just think it's the greatest thing. I really do. You don't have to be good at playing them. You don't have to understand everything that's happening. But I think everyone can appreciate what's happening in that moment when you're there and, and really like involved, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really beautiful perspective, you know, like I, and, and it's reminding me of, um, I can't remember what book it was, but I, I read this book that, uh, basically boiled all of sports into one, uh, theme. Okay. Which is that, um, in every sport, the athlete is, uh, pursuing freedom. Hmm. Right, so in football you're trying to get free and and, right. get, and get the ball in the other end zone. In basketball you're trying to get free and put the ball in the net. Yeah. And in tennis you're trying to basically uh, uh, get the ball free by moving it past the other player. Mm-hmm. And um, what's golf? Know, uh, golf. I, well, golf is actually the unusual one. Yeah. And they don't use it in the book, but golf I think is freedom from your own, you know, headspace uh, difficulty. Yeah, your own, yeah. your own, your own like swing inconsistencies. Well, because you can't worry about your personal problems. And focus on what you have to do with your golf swing at the same time, right? True. We see it all the time with, yeah. with players. The minute they, you know, find a significant other and are happy off the co- golf course or get away from a significant other that wasn't good for them, they're freed up to really focus on 
what's going on at hand, and oh, you wow. see so immediate you, success. You probably see that because you're inside. But even if you don't have to be inside, right? right but I you mean, are. like, I mean, you're, yeah, you're observing yeah. trends that others just aren't aware For of. For sure. I mean, you see, a, Sergio Garcia is a perfect example of this. Tell I me. mean, I like Sergio. He even though Snowball finds bit his the hand love off of his, did he? Yeah. Snowball almost bit his head off. Hand. What? Yeah, I, I told him. I said, Snowball, you want a fucking major? Relax. Snowball, <laughs> thanks for not trying to bite me, dude. I thought. Maybe you like me more than I yeah, thought. Yeah, no, like literally, like he I literally saw, growled and tried to bite didn't him. Didn't Sergio like yank his hands back too? Like I was like, oh my god, like fucking dog. Snowball, get it together. Ryder Cup. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know Sergio's had. He's been, I think, very honest about his demons. Right, yeah. not feeling like he's good enough to win a major. I, he's been in the spotlight for so long, and I, I love Sergio because he's so open and honest, yeah. and has a great perspective as to the journey he's gone through and the way he's had to grow and evolve on that journey to be who he is today. But, you know, he got to a place in his life where he was really happy. He met the love of his life, Angela. He has a baby. It's all these things. And when you watched him win the Masters, I, I just find it hard to believe that would have been possible without everything in his personal life falling into place the way that it had. Right. You know what? I, I just think it frees you up. It, it, it really does. I just see it in these guys that, like, if you're complicating things in your head off the golf course – you can't have a clear mind, or maybe not say you can. It's not a universal rule, but I think it's difficult to have a clear mind on the course because it's not like football where maybe you can let out your aggression. Yeah, that's true. You know, or basketball or stuff like that. I think you. I think it's the most. I don't know. It's the most intellectually demanding sport, yeah. maybe, on our planet. I'll buy that. Yeah, it's. Uh, but I anyway. I think and and what's interesting to go back to what you were saying earlier about family and and you know your your dream as a kid at three rivers it's interesting now to think of you like on the field yeah like wearing the headset yeah like doing you know literally with the family around you and 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 i mean i don't know if you've done this but like yeah you have a family of people that you know have the truck and the headphones and the belt and Mm -hmm. you know they get your outfit ready or whatever and you know you get your sponsors and but you got a family of people watching you millions wide and you then create a story for them, maybe another girl like you who's like growing oh. up in some other place who's Anytime like, I want to do that. Someone says to me, like, you're a great role model for my daughters. And I'm like, it like makes me like want to tear up because, yeah, I, that's like, I don't think about myself. I still think of myself as like a kid that is really just trying to, to accomplish something. You right. know what I mean? Sure. So, like, it's wild to me. When, a, you know, a little girl comes up to me and is like, can I get a picture? And I'm like, oh, my God, you want a picture with me? Like, why? <laughs> I'm not really good cute. enough yet. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's, I mean, but yeah, it's amazing. It's, I don't know. I just think we, we're so lucky. We just yeah. get to work in the coolest world yeah. that if it's done the right way with the right intention is the most positive thing ever. Right. It really just is. Like, there's no bad I don't, there's just nothing bad about it if it's just done the way it's supposed to be done. Right. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, any questions for me? I don't have one for you right now. <laughs> if, if you ask me a question, I have enough time to think of a new one, though. I don't know if I have a question for Come on, you. You're an interviewer. You're great. You're, you're, I know. Um, my round was what great. What was your favorite thing about the Callaway event today? Um, yeah, I mean, the people, like, without a doubt. Like, yeah. Like, and, and, the, and, the, and the parked time. Yeah. Like, we, we all cleared our schedules. Cool. Right. And right? normally our days are just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like it's like up at, you know, 
early. Yeah. Uh, and then the day is over. Mm-hmm. And you've basically just been on the phone, calling, emailing, texting, looking at images, looking at videos. Yeah. We've actually gotten a couple cuts back. Uh, I saw the emails come in. We got a couple edits to watch, but like we haven't watched them yet because we've just been here with people and been present. Yeah, and I mean the golf club's great. Like I'm sure the driver's gonna be great. I'm not. I'm it not. Is, I'm awful. not that guy though. Yeah. I'm right. not. I'm not gonna tell you this and that about the driver right. because that that's not me. Yeah. And I just don't entirely care to be totally honest. But what I do care about is the the cool. Um, cool is probably the wrong word. The, the the meaningful time that we've all had to spend together. I mean, the no laying up guys. Like I met them for the first time yesterday. Yeah. And I know uh, only I know DJ really only, and you know yeah. DJ. Yeah. DJ Pihowski used to work for the PJ Tour. Yep. Um, Love DJ. Yeah. He's very talented too. He's really great at his good. job. Yeah. yeah he's really a really good, good storyteller. Mm-hmm. And so that was really like we had this like great powwow last night where we were all chilling, and I had a dream about that. I had a dream because a lot a of people were like, no laying up guys. Don't make it like that. Don't turn I'm, all I'm that. saying is I think you, yeah, we need to refocus your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream. Um, I had a dream that I worked with Adidas. That's a cool dream. And then that happened. Really? Yeah. And so uh, is that? Are you? Is this your way of telling me you're going to start working with no laying up? No. No, I had a dream that we went to a party, oh. and that was a dream. Oh, okay. With Adidas, it was a dream that we worked together. Weird. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then like two happened. months later, it was like boom. Cool. Yeah, what the, I had another dream that was pretty remarkable. I can't remember. Oh, I had a dream that I met Mark Wahlberg and that that we like got along. Did you? And I forgot about the dream, and then the next day I met Mark Wahlberg and didn't remember about the dream until a day later, and I was like, "Wait, oh my god, I just what? I had the, that." Dude, that you was might be um, what's that called? I mean, you can tell the future. Lying? No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no. Uh, it's a clairvoyant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. You might have ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that movie that's from. That's that from good. Dumb and Dumber? I think that's Anchorman. No, it's Dumb and Dumber. I think it's Dumb and Dumber. Anyone? No, Bueller? No? no? no God. Wow. No one knows. Um, okay. But you're not in the booth, okay? We don't have a... This is, you know, Colt does facts for Fox, okay? Not to see... <laughs> I, most dudes know those type of movies. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's Dumb I was stereotyped. I think it's then. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, let's go with that. Um... Yeah, so I think we're I think we're good. Uh, You're sick of me. Time to go. Well, I mean, we've done an hour. Yeah. Did it go by fast? Honestly, now? I'm a little pissed off now that I've heard that Snowball tried to attack Sergio Garcia. What is wrong with your dog? <laughs> He's so cute, but hates everybody. That's not true. I spent the entire day trying to get him to love me. Lo- it takes him a while. And he is now currently curled up in the corner as far away from, as possible from Maybe me. Maybe he's upset that Callaway is not paying me. They're not paying me either. So Mike Trump. here we are. What do you mean they're not paying you? You work for them. <laughs> I mean, like for this event. Right. I'm not. Yeah. yeah I'm not getting. <laughs> no, I just mean like he's like my agent. You know, he's like he's like. Arr. Oh, snowball. Yeah. All right. Well. No, I uh, we uh, that's like what I was getting. at. was the cool thing about the event. It's not. It's not. I actually am proud to not be paid to be here. Yeah. Because I think it's a cool experience to, like I said, like be together. It's almost like a little summit. And and it's so many people that we only know in the digital space and then you get to know them in real life and yeah. nine times out of ten they're much cooler in person yeah. than they are online i agree not all the time yeah are we talking about tinder or are we talking about uh work 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 i don't do tinder i've you never been on tinder dating 10 minutes let's go five minutes five minutes <laughs> yeah i know within the first five minutes oh i was gonna say we could talk about it for 10 minutes okay you know, yeah go you know, that's my i would one say thing. i know within five seconds wow way to be a one-upper well, I mean, I'm not trying to. Be I got to think through all of the possibilities. Yeah, five minutes. That feels like a. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, they say it takes two years. What? Who's they? 
uh, doctors and scientists. No, and it takes two years. Relationship to, people. To know what? <laughs> what does it take two years to know? It takes two years to really know somebody because the first six months to a year and a half is like they're on the best behavior. It's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're yeah. they're on the interview. That is the one thing that I've learned is now. You have to believe the red flags when they're shown to you. Yeah, someone wrote a like, book about that. Yeah, really? Yeah, I think it was called, or maybe they didn't. It, there was a quote, like, that when someone shows you they are, believe, believe them. Believe them. Yeah. But it's like, I always make excuses. Oh, yeah. well, this is because of this or that. No, yeah. red flags, we're done here. Well, it's hard because, I mean, New life, year, new me, li- Eric. Li- <laughs> four days in. <laughs> um, well, life, I mean, you know, I think you and I probably can relate over, you travel so much. Yes. That when you come home, it's like, uh, okay, like I got to re- regroup quick. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, and, and there's not a lot of time for – it's it's really hard because people are like, let's hang out. And you're like, I'm gone for three weeks. Right. Right. But I will say I have not met one person. Actually, I did meet one guy, and we hung out for like three or four straight days. And I was like, okay, like this could be this could be good. And I'm home more right now, whatever. And then he ghosted for eight days. Whoa. And then tried to come back. And old me would have been like, you know what? He probably had a really great reason for it. New me. Nope. Good I don't have you. time for you anymore. Good for you. Right? So now when I come home, I actually value my time. Yeah. Because I would rather spend it with people, like with friends and stuff like that. So then he's going to go on any dates. Yeah. Just no <laughs> dates. No date team, November. Team no, <laughs> team no dates. That yeah, sounds got, way worse than too. a dry January. I've gotten there too a little bit. Like right? I'm just like, yeah, I got home and I'm just like, and I'm going to watch it. Because, yeah, what's the point? You're going to go on a date and then be like, cool, I maybe liked you. I'm not sure. So see yeah. you in a month. Yeah, that's a hard one. No. Or let's like text kind of for a month. Right. About no. my fucking crazy schedule right. and try to. Let e- me tell explain. you over and over again how busy I am. Yeah. That sounds fun for both yeah, of us. Yeah, or how was your day? I don't know. It's still going. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it literally doesn't stop. You know what I mean? We do have Evan the best jobs. Evan and I were talking jobs, about that because we were, we were just in um, yeah, production. We, we were just in Mexico, and it was, like, our first trip together. And he was telling me that he was texting his wife at night. And, you know, it's that thing where I've experienced it. I've had, you know, other significant others. And, yeah, at the end of the day, they're like, how was your day? And you're like, I don't even know. Like really? literally, it's it, it's been so many things have happened since I woke up. Yeah, that I can't even pluck a best of. <laughs> and honestly, thinking about it is exhausting. It stresses you out even more. Yeah. 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 And I that's can not see that. like I I I don't know how to say that in like a loving way. And I, that's why I'm single. But I think it's fair <laughs> to say like, hey, I'm drained. Yeah. I'll talk to you about tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. Okay. No. No date. No date. November. Let's go. Yeah. No date. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but you must, you must, you must be, I mean, what, you did something online that I called you out on, didn't you? Remember you did something and I was like, and your DMs are flooded. Remember that what that was? Oh, I make jokes about how single I am sometimes, but it's not because like I want people to slide in my DMs. I but just must think get it's a funny. You must get a lot of sliders. I just get, I, you know, honestly, the, my DMs. Dudes. Just, Filled with like really sweet 35 year old dudes. <laughs> Could you send them my way? Cause my demographic is not that. And that's what I need my demographic to be. Yeah. My yeah. demo is, and not 30 minutes, but it really just, just people who love golf that yes. are inspired by the game. Yeah. Uh, and I really, if you've, if you send a DM, I really appreciate you. So thank you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I try not to answer those. So it's not that I don't appreciate what do you mean you try everyone. Not to answer those? What do you mean? I, 
so I have this weird boundary in my head that in my mind makes sense that I only communicate to people, um, only respond back to people on Twitter. Because to me, Twitter is a platform built for open lines of communication. Well, it's public, yeah. Instagram. So, and, can, and it's limited. Yeah, like Instagram, I I really try not to answer DMs from people I don't know or comments on, on Instagram posts. Because I feel like if I start down that slippery slope, I'm going to literally be on my phone for the rest of my life. Like, if I can compartmentalize and say, yes, you answer on Twitter – no, you don't answer on Instagram, and I don't do Facebook, period. Yeah. That feels more manageable in my head than having to answer on two different platforms. So how many DMs do you have in your inbox right now that you haven't read? A uh, lot. Thousands. I don't know. It only I, says 99 plus. Yeah, now. 99 plus. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Just just pages. Yeah. Just, well, the yeah. internet's not even fast enough. So, yeah. Oh, my God. It's still going. This yeah. is the population of the planet right here. Everyone on earth has DM'd you. And I just, it's not, <laughs> sorry guys, I appreciate it. I just can't, yeah, I, I can't emotionally do it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. Like, and we even, we, I have to buckle down and do it. You know? See, but why? Um, Because I believe that there's a benefit there that I don't even know about. Like, do you think it's rude that I don't? No. Okay, that's I good. I think it's totally a prerogative. Because I just feel like, but if you reach out to me on Twitter, I'm going to answer. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's cool. And I do that. I, actually, I'm on Twitter way less, but. You know, really? Yeah, yeah. But I just, I don't know. For me, it's like um, there's a lot of golfers out there that are hurting. Wow, really? I think so. Is golf a sad sport. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It can be, and that's even sadder. Is it doesn't have to be. No, I I'm just serious. got there's done a, a saying of, how sports is like the most positive, uplifting thing in the world, and you're like, but there's actually a lot of sad golfers that need help. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of people that are playing the game for the wrong reasons, and I'll just say that, even though I don't conduct okay. their lives. I can see that. But and 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 I can only say this because of what I've read in my DMs. And yeah. So the reason why I read those and respond to those is not because I want to have an extra conversation and I have a bunch of free time. Right. It's because I find it inspiring. Because either because usually they're saying something like "Thank you," I actually didn't enjoy golf for a minute, and you okay. know by watching whatever. Yeah. Adventures in golf, or by listening to the podcast, like. You turn me on to whatever, uh, Dr. Parent Zen Golf or something, or mm. or um, or it was entertaining, or like I actually like went out and tried it differently. Because for me, golf began as an epiphany, like, oh, this is actually a game where you can use it as almost like a barometer for how I am or who I am and how I behave. Oof, that is emotionally exhausting to, for me to even like think about. Uh, in a DM or in life? Life. And yeah. also a d all C all of the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exhausting. I don't. This thing just keeps like falling away from me. It does. Yeah. It's <laughs> the mic may be quitting on us. We're good. I mean, we've we've definitely recorded a lot. I feel really happy. I feel good about this. I feel like we're ending on a really depressing note, but all okay. Right. Yeah. Well, end on end on a positive note. Uh. Do it, Amanda. Come on, steer the ship. Uh, I don't know. Come See, on. not creative. Don't um, know where we're going. End us like on a TV show on on CBS. Thank it. you so much for joining us. I hope you had a great, as good of a time listening to it as we had recording it. No, but do your real, like, how do you out the CBS? And then I don't. I say it. back to you, Jim. And then Jim Nance does his thing because he is the legend. Oh, my God. How often do you hang out with Jim Nance? I mean, not often enough. He's Jesus. so cool. He's married, right? Yes, he's married with two adorable kids and an older daughter, Caroline, who's closer to my age. She's also awesome. You were at the Masters this year. Remember the mm -hmm. Wheels Up party? 
Uh, with NetJets. I did not go to either any of those. Yo, okay. I was very overwhelmed all week. So I went up to, I went up to a gymnast, and I was like, I'm a huge fan, obviously, and I know everybody says that. And then, and then he's like, "Oh, thanks for saying hi." Da, da, da. And I was like, "I was like, look, I won the lottery to play Augusta on Monday." And he was like, "That's amazing." And he goes, "He goes, did you bring your clubs, Eric?" And I was like, "I did." And he's like, "That's great." You're going to have the best time. And he means it. That's the thing. Oh, he meant it. He means it. He responded it. to my oh. DM. and um, I mean, He's not even. No, I know. But I mean, like, in oh, life. I was like, it's a fake Jim Nance account. Don't answer that. No, no. But then, but then basically, yeah. he went on stage, and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, I wish you'd been there, Colt. It was so amazing. He gets on stage. And I mean, the, the NetJets party is no joke. Yeah. It's a tent heard. the it's size amazing. of the a city block. Insane. And there's a private plane inside of it, and then there's like two stages, and the food is like the best food you've ever had in your life. It's insane. And Jim Nance gets up on stage and he goes, "Welcome to a night unlike any other with Net Jets." And I was literally like, <sighs> "Yeah, he's the best. He's the best." <sighs> like I literally, I I got aroused and like and just like emotional. We should all aspire to be like Jim Nance professionally and personally. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, he has every right to not be a good person because he's so amazing at what he does. And he's the best human being on top of everything else. He has a golf hole in his backyard, true or yes, false? true. Have you seen it? Yes. And we got a podcast over. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But on that note. Is it real grass? Yeah. Yeah. It's not an astroturf. No. Where does he live? Cannot tell you. Come on. No, he lives at Pebble. Everyone knows he lives at Pebble. Yeah, but I mean, like, where? What hole? Oh, no, I actually can't tell you that. Oh, really? Well, no. That's Everyone's weird and know. creepy. No. Yeah, I'm not a creep. <laughs> All creeps, please turn them off volume down. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, okay. He lives on a, he lives on Pebble Beach on the course somewhere. Near, yeah, near the, yeah. Amanda, Stop it. Amanda. It's making me uncomfortable. Um, And uh, yeah, anyway, I guess that's it. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was good. Did I freak you out? I feel Fox like we covered a lot of things. It's normal. Okay. It's pretty normal. Pretty average. Pretty mediocre. I'm, yeah. That's what I strive for. No, no, for. it wasn't mediocre. It was entertaining. Usually I try to skip. We've been on for an hour and 20 minutes. All right. Anyway, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for a having me. A long time me. coming. It's been a while. I know. We're finally in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like. See you in a month. <laughs> I saw you at the Masters. We were at the Masters together. But I didn't actually see you, I don't think. No, we hung out Sunday night. We did. I left after two minutes. You did. Yeah, I don't know if we can even call that a hangout. Yeah, I went into the bar. Yep. Me and Hallie went to go meet up with you. Yeah. It was crowded, and I was like, I'm playing Augusta tomorrow. I'm leaving. That's true. You had, a, you had <laughs> better things to rest up for. I went across the street. I got breakfast at uh, um, Waffle House. Yep. A dinner at Solid Waffle House. Solid choice. Went back to bed. Went to bed. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares. I care. You don't care. Snowball cares. Cares about nothing. Okay, we need to end the podcast. Everybody. Okay, goodbye. It's done, and thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>